This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. It's time to chat some bollocks about fanny tits and bum. No topic is off limit for these potty mouth found mums. So tell us all your secrets, we like to share the truth. About saggy tits and anal warts and ice cubes up your hoof. No holes barred. Hello, darling. Hello, Laura. How are you? Well, 13 years ago today, I was oh. getting ready to marry Stephen. Oh. The wedding anniversary. It's your wedding anniversary. That's sweet. What did you do for it? Or are you doing anything for it? Any special uh, celebrations? Well, Saturday we went out. We went out for Suchet. We yeah. actually, we had an argument. So that was beautiful. <laughs> I stormed out. Classic. Yeah, oh my so, God, you stormed out. Oh yeah. I mean, I left the house. Like, and I, oh. I, but I knew if I didn't leave the house, it was just going to be a, a raging argument. Yeah. And I knew I needed to go to the range. And I thought, well, two birds, one stone. <laughs> um, <laughs> Let's go do some angry homeware shopping. <laughs> so I, um, we dropped the kids off in the day. Like, you know, it's just unheard of. And Mate, I'm I not kidding myself. Uh, okay, no, actually it's not been a year October was the last time we had any kind of time away from our children Okay And that's, that's a minute, isn't it? It's been a while Yeah, that's October's a while quite That is a, a long while. time And so we dropped the kids off And I think Steve's in a mood He's a bit huffy puffy He's just like, you know, slopping around the house And I just thought, you fucking cunt <laughs> The one time <laughs> yeah. when we don't have the children And you're behaving like this and I went, are you in the mood? He's like, I'm not in the mood. I was like, well, you feel like it's like you are in the mood and I don't want to fuck it. And I was like, what, where should we go out for dinner tonight then? He's like, I don't know. Oh, you know, like God. just real like, and I thought, don't fucking gaslight me into making out as if I am the one that's the issue and you're not. So I got up and walked out and then uh, went to the range, bought some bits, came home. And he, as soon as I walked through the door, he went, I'm not in the mood. I was like, well, you definitely seem like you're in a mood. <laughs> And then we had sex. <laughs> so that was good. That's and then good. We went out, and then we went out for dinner. And it was and very then came nice home. And then we still had to put our children to bed. I know. Was, we were just we up. just had this discussion before we uh, started recording that we both, I had a day date last week and uh, mm. Laura just had hers. And how fucking disappointing it is to have a date yeah. and then come home and have to put the fucking kids to bed. What an outrage. Just ruins the vibes. Well, as I said, one one child had been put to bed. Uh, it took my dad 45 minutes <laughs> of him constantly saying, but I want mummy, but I want mummy. I want mummy to come home, but I miss mummy. I want mummy. And dad eventually 45 minutes after reading, I don't know, 14 stories and doing 19 fist pumps and, you know, hugs and kisses and so on and so forth. Um, and using his worry monster as well, you know, like to get the full 45 minute works. And dad came downstairs, he got his ass in the chair, and Toby very quickly followed behind him and went, <laughs> I can't get to sleep. <laughs> and so they were like, 45 minutes, well spent. <laughs> that worked really well. Okay, stay downstairs. So, I mean, I love the fact that our children love us, or, you know, I have one Velcro child. Are obsessed, are obsessed, I would say. Yeah. 
It's hard. It's hard work having a needy child. Elliot's kind of reaching an age where the obsession is uh, pittering out. And, you know, sometimes I think to myself, is it just because I'm such a shit mum that they're terrified I'm going to walk out and leave them? (laughs) Or is it because I'm an exceptional mum that... I, I mean, I don't know. I don't think I want to know the answer to that. Some people might say one or some people might say the other. I mean, who knows? Yeah, exactly. It just all depends on perspective. It just depends on perspective. And all depends on how much someone hates you, doesn't it? I would say well attached. So attached. So attached that, yeah. Have you heard of the book, uh, The Invisible String? No. So uh, I'll say this to anybody who has children that have um, strong attachments to their parents like any mums out there that are like oh my god my child doesn't want to leave me alone it's a really beautiful book and it's basically um explaining how no matter where we are in the world no matter where we go in life we will always have this string that goes from my heart to their heart and I've read it to him a few times and it's oh right is it like a children's book it's an attack yeah and it's Aww. just about like safe attachments so like when I go he I'm knows that I'm still there yeah. and all he has to do is tug on the invisible string yeah. and I'll feel it and vice versa. So um, it's a really, yeah, I'd highly recommend it. You can get it on Amazon, the invisible string. When, when we did our sleep school, our intense sleep school with mm. Edith, the one that actually worked, um, we had to help her to understand the concept of us leaving, but us always coming back. So we could yeah. leave the room without her That's going really batshit crazy. That's really hard that age It's as really well. hard, but this is a really good trick. So we did this. I mean, this, this sleep school is intense. If anyone ever has a child that doesn't sleep, I would really recommend it. It's quite expensive, but it's called Battelle. And um, yeah, but it's guaranteed success. It's guaranteed it? two weeks. You get two weeks and it's guaranteed success or you get your money back. Um, incredible. And I was at my absolute wits end. It was, it was, we all remember last year when I was having a weekly yeah. breakdown on the podcast about the yeah, fact my child did not sleep. Yeah. <laughs> Let's not go back there. But this, this cured her. And uh, we are now, what, seven cured months? Cured her of her ailments. Cured her of her bellendery at bedtime. Well, not really, because she's still. You're not quite a me. year, are you? It was no, like, she was in Christmas, it was the end of Christmas yeah. we did it. So, um, yeah, we started it on like the 27th of December or some weird date like that. But uh, we've been going strong with it, and uh, you know it's all works. That it's, it's it's a really kind of like tight sort of format of how you, how you do it, um, and it works a treat. But part of it was uh, you had to we had to make a little train track that went Ooh. from her bed to a point in the room, and then we played with the train, and so the train goes along to the point, and it's there. And then you basically extended the train track out her room until it went under the door outside on the other side of the door so when you close the door I said see look it still goes out there but it's still the end point it's still That's outside so clever. The door. and then you just kind of you know transferred that concept to when mommy goes she's like the train on the train track but she's only going to go to that point she's going to be right there and then she comes back and it really fucking worked that's why that school was so brilliant because there was so yeah. much psychological stuff in it um, yeah. and a lot of explanation to the child of like what's going on and building their trust back in, in the sleep process and all that shit. I fucking highly recommend it, mate. And it wasn't an ad. It's not a paid thing or anything like that. No. I did get a freebie. I paid for it. And um, it is absolutely amazing, especially if you've got a difficult child <laughs> who um, every other sleep consultant has told you, uh, yeah, your kid's the hardest killer I've ever worked with. <laughs> she's just highly strung. She's, mate, very she's built for success. That's what that girl is. I know. She really is. She's, 
decided I'm in. Uh, can I tell you something very quickly that I've noticed about myself, which I must stop doing because oh, yeah. I, it's creating, I, I believe, a self pet peeve. Right. Is that when I'm listening to someone and I'm so intently listening, I'm verbalizing exactly what's going on in my head and I'm going, mm, yeah. No, but without I, actually saying it. No, I am fucking saying it, oh, mate. Right. You listen back. I'm constantly going, yeah. Mm. Mm. And it's mm. like, oh my God, we're just mm. keeping your fucking head. Mm. I don't hear that when I'm editing. Oh, the podcast. mate, you're here, you're you're not not hear it now. Sometimes you're... I have to take out the ums from both of us because I'm like, wow, we are so um heavy. This is ridiculous. <laughs> you, you might have to take out some of my mm. Yeah. <laughs> mm. Yeah. Why mm. can't I keep it in my head? Because you're a sharer, an oversharer. I think it's because, like, I I think deep down, I want you to know that I'm really invested in what you're saying. Yeah. And so I'm going, yeah. Mm. And Mm -hmm. I'm not just sitting there silently dead on the other line, (laughs) which is what I used to do. So it's like, I can't find a happy medium. I need to find a happy medium where I can just go, Laura, it's fine. Just let let the bitch speak and you don't have to go, "Mm." I like it. I no, enjoy I think it. it is. I, I enjoy think it's too much therapy because that's what yeah, my therapist maybe. does. Oh, really? Goes, mm. Sometimes like, when I'm listening to someone, I'm thinking, oh, my fucking God, this is so boring. I just have to throw in an um just to make them feel oh, better. Mate, that's about not how why I do are. my ums. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Mm. yeah. It's because mm. I'm, genuine, mm. I'm genuinely mm. invested. I'm such a child. <laughs> right. Before we go any further and let's move on from my ums. Yeah. Um, can we both just say what a massive outpouring, huge response we've had from talking about abortion last week? Oh, yes. We all have. Positive. We've had all, po- all positive. All we've positive. had so many emails, so many messages, just, just basically echoing a yeah. very similar experience to the lady that wrote in yeah. um, of being in a situation where, um, you know, it's not like that whole, oh, I had a one night stand and I'm pregnant. I think that's what a lot of people think abortion mm. is used for. Which, uh, what? You did it again. I did, I did it again. Mm. <laughs> I'm going to fucking button my lip. <laughs> um, but actually... It feels, especially from our listeners, maybe because that's the demographic that listen to us is like a lot of mums, but there's a lot of women out there that have chosen to have an abortion whilst in a very stable relationship with other kids um, and having that extra additional child just is not an option, but they've never shared that with anybody. That was kind of the thing that I took from it. Um, And that just being able to talk about it and hearing us talk about it was really helpful and comforting to you beautiful slags out there so really glad that we talked about it yeah I am as well and I think you know we were both a little bit nervous about the discussion of it because it's such a taboo subject and I guess that just goes to show how um how tricky it is is two women who are very confident in our choices and and women's rights even we were oh god yeah. You know, we don't want to, we don't want to start a war and even like your reluctance to very bravely talk about your experience. And, you know, the fact that that's kind of been met with a united, oh, fucking hell, I'm so pleased you've talked about this because nobody's talking about it mm-hmm. just goes to show it, it's another issue of um, female, female health, uh, yeah. women's health. It's hugely lacking in conversation because 
it is always the assumption that it's just that, you know, and I'm, I'm going to typecast what would, what society would say is, oh, it's the slag that went out and got pregnant and just had a one night stand. It's just, it's no one's goddamn fucking business. What someone is choosing to do with their body. Yeah. Um, and I know of a lot of men, I and I really do know of a lot of men who have found out that their partners are pregnant and they've walked away and yeah. left. Oh yeah, 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 definitely. Now, why is why is that not a more heavily discussed subject? Why yeah. is that okay? Why is yeah. that not challenged? It's not. Yeah. And then it's almost like standard protocol of just the single mum that brings up the child. There's no, there's never any challenge of that discussion, no. is there? Of the men that do fuck off. And I'm, yeah. not, I'm not saying it all men. I'm just saying some. <laughs> just like it's only a very small proportion of women that have a one night stand and then go on to have an abortion. Yeah. It's just some, not all. I, um, I've just absolutely got the rage about men all the time these days. I just don't oh, see the point of men. I don't Are see you- the point of them. I don't After watching the latest wrong. series of Handmaid's Tale, I can tell oh, yeah. you now. <laughs> it makes me so angry. I feel so outraged all the time at just how, the injustice of being yeah. a woman, especially being a mum, though. Like, I really feel like you. I, I had this complete misguided idea that there was equality between the sexes before I had children. In some capacity, obviously, you know, this massively glaring obvious ones that are hugely different but I did sort of feel like no you know me and my partner we're kind of equal mm, no we are not we are not I mean, even da- even outside of like the things you can control so you know being in a relationship with a partner who uh who respects you and treats you as an equal outside of that as a career he will naturally be paid more than you so yeah. automatically you're on the wrong footing because yeah that's that's not equality. Yeah, not the way on this that he's watch, respected baby. within society. <laughs> <laughs> the way that he's respected within society. The fact. Oh, yeah, I, know, I, know. I know. I go on about it. The fact that he can walk down the, t- the street if he wished with his top off yeah. and not have any fear of rape or abuse. Yeah. Again. But do you know what? I, I, like those. Obviously, those things make me angry. But I feel like it's the smaller things in the family life that make me more angry. That, that's the stuff because obviously that's what affects me day in day out but it, yeah. it just fucks me off it fucks me off even doing the school run I get angry I'm like look at the people dropping their kids off women yeah. where are the dads there's, there's like there may be I don't I'm know. gonna say 10 yeah like if that yeah and that's pick up and drop off right yeah. any anything that you go to even a lot around like when we go to like a lot of kids parties it's the fucking mums taking the kids mm-hmm. to parties and it just fills me with such rage because I know from just being a mum, all the stuff that I'm picking up, that mental load of having to remember every fucking thing day in, day out, it just makes me so angry. <laughs> I forget so angry about it because we have no choice and we will just keep doing it because mm-hmm. we have to. And also because like, it's not even, I think it is down to having to, but it's also down to like the, the annoyance of loving your children that you do want what's best for them. And so you go for fuck's sake, like oh, I've got to do this because yeah. no one else is going to fucking do it. And, you know, even down to the, the injustice of when a man is ill, yeah. I don't know, maybe it's different for you. Maybe there will be women out there that will go, oh, no, it's not like that for me. But when Steve is ill, which, by the way, is far more frequent than me. Yeah. 
He gets to fuck off to bed and mm. spend three, four days getting over whatever the fuck it is, a snotty nose. Yeah. When I'm ill, I, like the other day, I had the worst migraine and it's my fault because I'm so stubborn and I'm like, no, I can do this, which is, you know, no benefit to me. I had a migraine. I still went and did PT. Don't know yeah. why I did that. Yeah. Then I went to Lidl and I'm walking around Lidl with Steve and I'm like, and he's like, Laura, you need to go. What the fuck? Please let me sick. I was like, no, it's fine. I've got to get the shopping. Why? Why yeah. do I have to fucking do that? Why do I have to be this big person of like complete fucking stubbornness of like, no, I will do it because I must do it. Because that's what we've been told that we have to do. Fucking patriarchy. Oh God, this is a right old rant, isn't it? I oh, know, mate. We need to move. Oh, on bloody hell! Do you think we should read out a couple of the um, I emails? Think so. yeah, yeah, definitely. Right, you, you go, darling. All right. So I'll try and. This is quite a long one. Um, just one of the emails that we received. Re abortion. Um, so I'll try and paraphrase it. So okay. I had to write, having just listened to the to the tired mum and her story on this week's podcast, as well as both of your brilliant responses to it. Was listening in the car and had to pull over to have a massive cry. Oh. Just like the lady who wrote in, I had an abortion whilst in a relationship. It was five years ago and I felt so much guilt and shame that I didn't tell my best friends or most of my family. I created an entirely fictitious ectopic pregnancy at work so I didn't have to explain having time off or explain feeling so fragile after. Fucking hell, I mean, that is the extent That's devastating. of the shame that is, yeah. you know, that hangs around us when it comes to abortion. At the time, I had a three-year-old and a six-month-old who I was still breastfeeding and an extremely ill, now ex-husband who was drinking all our money away through his alcoholism. I was on the pill and didn't notice pregnancy symptoms until I was five months. Fucking hell. That's, that is quite far along, isn't it? Because mm. um, I was still carrying baby weight and my periods hadn't even started, so pregnancy was the last thing on my radar. The procedure was horrendous. There were protesters outside the clinic. Oh, Jesus Christ. Is, do you think this is in America? I don't think no, that really that doesn't happen here, does or it? Or it could be Ireland. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's true. To add to the ordeal of the day, fuck those people that go and stand outside the bullshit. I fucking, they are absolute scumbags. Yeah, um, they because, are. Uh, uh, outside the and because I had a bowel issue, the usual painkiller suppositories were not suitable for me, so I had to have far less effective pain relief tablets oh, for the whole fucking procedure. Fucking hell, that's awful. So that going actually through like a physical trauma like that of it, you know, in five months, that breaks that's, not, that's not going to be, you know, that's not like having an, an abortion when you've got an eight week old fetus like that's full on. Yeah. Um, worse than that was all the shame and guilt my ex made me feel by reeling out the old cliches. Like babies are born with their own bread. What the fuck does that mean? Brain. I still don't really understand what that means. I was in like, they can make their own choices. Yeah. They can't mate because they're a gurgling slug for like a year. So shut up. (laughs) Gurgling slug. (laughs) And as long as they have love, (laughs) they'll have everything they need. Oh, whatever. As long as they have love, they'll have everything. And and by the sounds of it, I might be paraphrasing here. So excuse me. It doesn't sound like he was actually providing a lot of huge amounts of support. No, or love. uh, To any of them. Yeah. Whilst all the while still drinking himself into either great oblivion oh, and go. blaming it on the trauma my choice has caused. It oh, was just unbearable and did become a big catalyst in our breakup. One of the only good things to come out of this situation. 
I guess what has struck me is that even five years on, having had time to process the fact that it would have been a horrendous time and situation to have a baby in and giving myself the forgiveness I shouldn't even need to give, I still keep this a secret. Oh, God. Even though on paper it's obvious I made the right choice, I have barely told anyone what I did because of the terrible shame and failure and cruelty somehow my brain associates to the act of what I did. This is all clearly down to the judgment society places on abortion. I know it was the right choice, but it was... And it was my choice, but somehow I still feel locked about talking about it. So I guess I just wanted to say a massive thank you to the tired mum and to you both for opening up the conversation. You're so right. Talking about it is crucial for all women and we need to break the silence. Thanks so much for being so fucking awesome. Oh God, I want to hug her because I can imagine. And you know, this is the thing, like, like you said last week, abortion seen as the easy option. Yeah. Five years on, she yeah. was stopped in her tracks that she had to pull over and cry. Yeah. Because of how much hurt she carries for what she went through. Yeah. And that just that I wish I could have been with her. Yeah. You know, yeah, no, it is. It, but if, like I said, you know, it was a, a huge psychological ordeal um, Mm. dealing with it. And for all the exact reasons that she just said there as well. So the shame and the failure and, and definitely also that element of like having been cruel in some way, Yeah, which I don't believe that it is at all. I really don't. Oh God. I find it so tragic and so challenging because how can we ever get to a point where women remove that shame and understand the fact that, there are circumstances and there are millions of circumstances mm. as to why you you can't go through with a pregnancy. Well, it's, I think it's really difficult as well when, you know, there's different um, legislation a, across mm. the globe because then it's not that like it's women's bodies. Yeah, because then it's not like a, a unified, um, not, a, not opinion, but or maybe it is an opinion. Yeah, it's, it's not unified, is it? Across, no. Because... By having a law that says that a woman doesn't have a right to access an abortion, yeah. um, then you're you you are creating shame around it, aren't yeah. you? So that's difficult. Who's to blame? Men. Yeah. <laughs> we need to move on. Too much rage. I think we might even need to cut some of this because we're so angry at men. I'm gonna go off of this. I'm gonna say to Steve, you are such a cunt. Oh God. Are you a mum who loves to tickle her bean, but you're looking for something extra to titillate your eyeballs and your undercrackers? Well, stop right there, you horny mare, because Cheeks might be the answer. Cheeks is a subscription-based sexual wellness platform, and every member gets access to authentic adult films and tutorials, erotic audio stories, expert-led workshops on sexual wellness, and a taboo-breaking magazine. Cheeks is a stigma-free, female-friendly platform with real, authentic sex depicted, which means plenty of being action with none of the shame or the ick. And with our code NOHOLES14, you can access Cheeks for free for 14 days when you select the annual subscription option. And you can choose to pay monthly or yearly. If you feel like it's not for you, you can cancel any time during the trial period or switch to the monthly option. Head to getcheeks.com. That's G-E-T-C-H-E-E-X.com. Or click the link in the episode description to get your free access. Happy Happy bean flicking! 
So I, I've got. Can we move this on to a funny, a funnier, lighter note? Yes, let's do it. Let's let's do it. Okay. I've got a story. It's called Hint of Musk. During my late teen pre-dildo years, I used to make my own devices to stroke my drop kit trifle. I've never heard of vagina <laughs> called that before. She used to make her own devices. Yeah. Oh, okay. On this occasion, I put a condom on an impulse can. Do you remember impulse? Oh, do I remember impulse? I can live by impulse. I fucking do, mate. That was in my bag. What, what one did you get? I had the lime green one that was like very fruity. Yeah, I think I, I loved a fruity number. You had to spray it until you couldn't breathe. That was the rule. Oh, absolutely. You had to be <laughs> drenched in it. You had to use a whole can per, per outing. Uh, so um, I put a condom on my impulse can, put in my headphones and went to town. When the deed was done, I opened my eyes to find my mother had been in my room and placed a cup of tea and a hot knob on my desk. I was absolutely mortified. And funnily enough, I moved out of my parents' house not long after the hint of musk incident. Oh, God. Oh, I think a hint of musk was one of the impulse It cans. was. That's yeah. right. A hint of musk. It oh, was. Jesus. I mean, oh, if that was God. me. And I was going to walk in on my child in the act. There's no fucking way I'm leaving the cup of tea and the biscuit. I'll just be like, all right, I'll come back later. I I genuinely have the fear ever, ever coming in, encountered with one of my children. (laughs) I think, you know, with the knob out. Yeah. And an can up their bum. (laughs) Oh, yeah. (laughs) I think, but the thing is, for me, it would probably be worse for them because I'd sit them down and I'd be like, right, okay. So what you've done is absolutely normal, but I'm just going to tell you some um, things about how to do this safely. Uh, <laughs> like, <laughs> rather than it just being, yeah. Oh, you I don't just, need to alert them. That's that's like, no, you know, you that's don't. saying, you just gotta look the I other saw way. you, bitch. You've got to look the other way. And here's a hobnob. <laughs> and here's, yeah. <laughs> it, is, it is almost like, I see you. Yeah. It's just no, I know what you're doing, isn't it? So I'd rather just feign ignorance. And what's worse is she was obviously old enough to move out of home. So she was an adult. Yeah. Oh, God. Never, ever, ever put your headphones in when you're having a wank. That's what I would. That's my my parents' house. That's for sure. (laughs) Wherever you are, you just never know. You never know what's going to happen. If you're in, I don't know what I would want to listen to that would make me. I know, that's what I was thinking. What song would you listen to? Especially back in the impulse can days. Yeah. What would that have been? Now that's hits 57. No, what is it now? That's what I call music. You know what I mean? Do you remember the now one? Yeah, of course. I had loads of those. Yeah. Alongside my um, abstract jazz collection. <laughs> I had to buy them to I keep mean, up appearances. I only, I only ever bought them so it could pretend that I listened to oh, hit, crazy done. music. <laughs> that, that hurts. That absolutely hurts my soul. Oh. I did it so Appearances. <laughs> I remember like lying about the fact there was like a song I can't remember what song it was and there was like the expletive version oh yeah and people were like oh like I went into um HMV and they wouldn't let me have it and I was like well they let me have it and they were like <laughs> so you've got to be 18 plus and I was like yeah I got it and they were like oh yeah where is it then? I was like, it's at home. <laughs> I didn't even have the the non-expletive version. <laughs> I had no versions of it. I just lied. And I'm, I'm trying to think like what songs would have been around then. I'm not sure if it was I Shot the Sheriff. 
Oh, is that is there an expletive version of that? Well, mate, I shot the Conkton Sheriff, <laughs> but I did not shoot the bastard deputy. <laughs> um, I think there's a rapping bit in it, maybe, and oh. that was the bit that was expletive. The only song that I can think of from that time, because obviously that would have been when we were at school as well. Oh yeah, was I'm honey, honey, honey. No, honey. it wasn't that one. It was a no. rap one. And I mean, I I tried. I really tried very hard to be. Bit weird. Into when, you rap. know, like some songs you think, oh, did you see? I got into hip hop when I was a bit older, but um, like that kind of song, I can remember being on like you know a parents get lost week away, and we were I was probably about thirteen. And there was a bunch of thirteen year olds singing "I'm Honey, Honey," which we all were, but it seems a bit inappropriate. Yeah, but then I think that's what I think about the Kate Bush song. Oh yeah, uh, which I love. I love running up that hill. Always have done. I can I just tell you something. I fucking hate Kate Bush. Do you? Oh, shut your whiny face, Kate. It is oh. the most irritating music. It's oh, not singing. But the thing that makes me laugh about it is if you. She obviously has said that it was talking about relationships and wishing that she could um, change roles. Right. But if you listen to the lyrics, it's about sex. Is it? Yeah I can't like, listen to it I, I'm like Turn that yeah. shit off As soon as I hear it Is it that one that goes da, 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 The one that's in um, uh, Running up that hill Be yeah. Running up that road Yeah that, that one, one. That's I think Stranger that's it. Things Yeah it's in Stranger Things Yeah Yeah. so like Now there's a whole load Of 11 year olds Running around Singing, singing You know I wish I could swap roles So I could fuck you harder <laughs> The world's gone mad, Laura. The world's gone bloody mad. <laughs> and it was the same with uh, Harry Styles' Watermelon Sugar High. Yeah, that's right. And, yeah. you know, Elliot, Toby was in year R and his teacher was teaching him a dance to that. And I'm like, <laughs> okay, so you're basically teaching my children interpretive dance about how to lick a girl out. Fine. <laughs> great. It's 21st century. We'll accept it. <laughs> yeah, we are. We are so open to that. Um, <laughs> I so think I've got you, another story. You, um, you, I got I saw, another story. I saw one in the email about the Lilo. Oh, oh, we've got a voice note. <laughs> we got a voice note. Oh, look, we've got another Aussie here. Oh, I love an Aussie. Um, we're, we're quite big in Australia, aren't yeah, we, Yeah, so I think it's our second biggest audience after the UK. The Aussies are absolute... Filthy fuckers. Filthy slicks. They, like uh, they like our sense of... Are you actually having a laugh? Me, with my skin? Me, I'd with be... my... <laughs> Steve <laughs> as well. I'd be burnt to a crisp within about Steve half an hour. Steve wouldn't be burnt. Steve goes brown, but Steve has your hair colouring. and he goes is... brown. That's unbelievable. But fucking hell, that boy gets sunstroke if he's sat next to a candle, mate. Really? Oh, he's <laughs> awful. He has to... We're going, to, as you know, we're going to Thailand in April. Yeah. And I said to Steve, I am super gluing that fucking hat on your head because if he <laughs> takes it off for even a millisecond, that boy will have diarrhea. Oh God um, I'm so jealous That you're going on holiday As you know My holiday Which I was supposed to be Going to Italy oh, next week I know oh, I personally so think it, They're cunts Yeah they are cunts They're the circumstances cunts. I would I would Have called them out And said I cannot believe That you are doing But I understand why I can't Can I though Because I, know I can't, you can't say the reason But what cunts Yeah I know I know But um, what you've done Is such a beautiful thing Vic and for those listeners that stupidly aren't following Victoria on Instagram, <laughs> she can't go on a holiday to Italy. So she is gifting it to one of her followers and said, look, this is not an ad. I'm not paid. I fucking paid for this. So yeah. I'm paying for you to go on holiday. 
if you want to win it. Yeah. So I'm, yeah, I'm so happy that he's gone to someone that's going to just have a brilliant time and would not necessarily have been able to have a holiday like that. And it is gutting and, and the company are disgusting. Like, and I, you know what, I will call them out when this yeah. person's had the holiday and when I am in a position to talk to about to what's talk going about on, because, yeah. but it, I mean, it sounds so convoluted, doesn't it? But it's not my, it's not my thing to share. No, it isn't. So, it's just something I, you're part of. It's, I'm a part of it, but it's not my thing to share. So I can't, yeah. I'm not going to talk you about respect, it. You are being respectful of other people's wishes. Exactly. So yeah. Um, but I'm so gutted and you know, I haven't I'm had a holiday, I haven't had a holiday, like a foreign holiday for about, um, three and a half years. I think it's been now. So, so um, next year we're going to go to Italy for like four days, aren't yeah. we? Me and you. Next year I'm slagging it up all over the Europe, mate. Yeah. We're gonna be like, all over the Europe. All over the Europe. Me and Rob are going to go away for my 40th next year. Yes. Going to go to Italy. You're definitely doing a broad holiday with the Famalam. Oh um, yeah, I'll lie. Yeah. You know, with something like that, I just really believe that in the universe, things do happen for a reason, and I, I just do think that it's a good thing to put positivity yeah. back into the sphere as of totally. existence in whatever way that looks. Um, and like with that holiday, we couldn't go. So, and I, and Instagram has changed my life. Do you know what mm. I mean? Like same for you. It's changed my life. It's changed every aspect of my life, my career. It's it's created a completely new career that I never thought was going to happen. And I do feel incredibly grateful for everything that it's brought me. So it, yeah. it just feels like a tiny gesture to put something back. I think that's a really people. wonderful thing to do though. Yeah. Like to the people that have created this for me. Yeah. I.e. my followers. So yeah. We love, love you, Slags. Love you all. All right. Okay. Shit. I've just, what am I doing? Um, voice note, Australian. Voice note. Voice note. Hi, Slags. Absolutely love your podcast. I've listened to it every week. Can't wait for the next episode. I've introduced my friend to your podcast. And her just discussing uh, Lilo, the Sonus Lilo. Um, and she thought, hmm, sounds bloody good. Better get yourself one of them. <laughs> Off she goes. Oh, so about a week later, you know, how's the sonus going? How's the Lilo going? You're still loving it? And she's like, yep, yep. Even with the noises that it makes, you know, the... <laughs> you know, all it does. Noises, all the great noises. So anyway, had a bit of a laugh, cackle. I had another catch-up probably a week after that. And I'm like, hi, so how's that sex toy going? Still loving the Lilo? She went, oh, well, I've done myself a bit of an injury. <laughs> and I said, how? Um, she's like, oh, yeah, I've got myself a bit of a friction burn down there. <laughs> a bit sore. I'm like, well, uh, you're using lube with it, yeah? And she's like, oh, should I be? And I'm like, well, yeah. So my friend has a, has a little bit of a gentleman friend coming over over the weekend, and so she thinks she better get up in the bathroom and whip the old minge out and give her a tidy up. It's going to be beastly. So off she goes few drinks under the belt, gets the wax out and starts applying the strips and, you know, brave lady, couldn't do it to myself, but, yep, starts ripping those hairs out. Yep, obviously she's overdone it and she's got the, her actual skin stuck to the wax strip and as she ripped it off, she has ripped off not only hair, my friends, 
but skin. Right, two things. Yes, using the Lilo, you've got to use it with lube. I've never used it with lube. Have you not? It's better. You Is must it? just have a really damp minge then. I do have a, uh, well, I'm moist. What can I say? <laughs> I'm moist. I suppose the I'm not dry. That- as Vic would uh, profusely uh, say, I'm, I'm definitely not dry. I'm, I'm very, definitely I'm, not dry. I'm still, I'm still lubed. Probably the only time that I'd want to use it anyway is when I'm ovulating. So that's what I'm horny. So yeah, silking all over Mate, the Mate, my bloody Monday wank's gone right out the window. Oh, what, I need have to I, get back on it. Have I shifted it? No, I just, I just kind of have got out of the habit of doing it. And then I thought last week on my birthday, because my birthday was such a bloody, like, just wet fart. It was shit. Wet fart. It was, wet fart. <laughs> it was, was literally like, shit. Oh, okay. With everything else that's going on in my life at the moment as well. I was like, yay, of course. Brilliant. <laughs> um, but even though I was suddenly like, oh, I didn't even get to have a little wank on my birthday. Also, no birthday wanks because no you birthday were, wanks. You were was in just, a bad way. I was in a bad way. <laughs> very, very, very bad way. <laughs> I was definitely dry that day. <laughs> dry, dry, dry as anything. Sandal in the desert. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, no, if you use lube, it's better. Oh, I might, I might dabble. Yeah, I mean you've got lube. She's got lube. Actually, I don't think I do. Really? No. Oh, I've got lube. <laughs> Got lube coming out of me bloody I did have some mate. But I, I threw it away Because it was out of date Yeah Does lube go well, Like what happens To out of date lube I don't know I think it was one of those things Where I was like I'm just getting rid of everything Yeah Other than that. obviously The 1500 sex toys Under my bed <laughs> That the bug people saw <laughs> um, So yeah That's a little tip You don't have to If, you, if you're You know Wet as a squid wet, Wetter than a wet squid, a squid. <laughs> Wetter than a squid's lip <laughs> then you're fine But for us um, Potentially perimors, Perimenopausal There's no shame in being perimenopausal There's no shame in being As dry as the Sahara Desert It's fine it's Absolutely fine and needing a little lubrication A little, little lubrication That's Which, why we um, sell it on www.noholesbarpodcast.com Oh that was a seamless plug Wasn't it And then waxing when drunk Yeah not a good idea not a it's good not idea. I haven't used those wax extractions because you know I had my old laser hair removal, didn't I? Well, I just don't use them because it's always ended in disaster for me. I've actually managed to give myself a blood blister before. Yeah, I think psychologically you have to be, um, you know, in a strong place. Yeah, and I'm waxing. never in a strong place. <laughs> Mate, I haven't been in a strong place for the last 38 years of my life and I'm only 38. <laughs> uh, yeah, I I'm just know. I go and see my friend and she waxes it for me. Yeah, I, um, I, I'm a bit, I've had a bit of regrowth from the old laser hair removal. I have to say, Laura, I'm a little bit disappointed. Well, I have got, and I've not used it because of one particular fucking horror story. Yeah. I have got this thing that I bought from Amazon and I saw the reviews of it. It was amazing. And it is like the... Laser thing. I've got one of them, yeah. Yeah. Never used it. No, because I, I was like, oh my God, I've got this. And someone was like, you'll get permanently scarred from that. And I was like, oh, oh my God. Oh, Jesus. So I've not used it. But I actually I'm forgot now... I had that. Now that you've told me, I might go back and use it. Yeah, I'm now going to, I'm going to dabble. It's I, my Because I don't, like my bikini line's okay. It oh, can my do bikini like... line's wide, mate. It's, it's so far outside of my pant <laughs> line. It's like wearing a pair of boxer shorts. It is like wearing a pair of boxer <laughs> shorts, yeah. And I, I hate it. It makes me so paranoid and I hate. But basically what you're meant to do is you're meant to shave. Yeah, and, and then, then do you, it. And then you do it. And it's basically stopping the regrowth. So yeah. I'm like, oh, I'm just going to do it, man. You know, worst case scenario, I'm permanently scarred by it. <laughs> but fine. at least I won't, I won't have hair. 
So, oh, I wish I wasn't so bothered by it, but I really am because I've got no, like no, now my too. hairy armpits are just really soft hairs. So I could just leave them, but then I also stink when I leave them. Like I really stink. I had the worst oh, BO odd. the other day. You have hairy hairs. I have no. hairy. I have hairy stink. I have stinky <laughs> hairy armpits. You have smelly hair. Yeah, like smelly it's like it, the, the, obviously the sweat clings to the hair. I Wowzers. guess, and then just you know, just smells like I'm. I smell like an onion. Mm, I like it. <laughs> I like it when Stu smells sweaty. No, there's a particular kind of sweat on him. It's all obviously all of his pheromones, and I'm like, oh, I like it. I know you said that before. It repulses me. I know, but, but then there's another kind of sweat that does make me gag. Yeah, and I, I, I am physically um, obtuse to it. <laughs> Um, so I've got a story Hey Queens, I've got a corker for you guys A few years ago, before I went to uni I had a special friend Who is invited over for a quick bonk oh, I love the word bonk, we should bring I know. it back yeah. And on our way, nothing serious on it Our personalities didn't really match up But he was a really great lay Anyway, one weekend, my dad had gone to his girlfriend's house and I was due to go on a night out, but I thought I'd invite my friend over briefly before uh, I went to my mum's to get ready. We were having a great time. I'd shoved a butt plug in him. Oh, this already sounds great. (laughs) I'd shoved a butt plug in him and he was having a great time. Just at the point of no return, this guy is literally about to jizz. I hear a hello at the door. My fucking dad was home <laughs> with his girlfriend, who I did not like. I frantically shouted, um, I'm just with a friend, be out in a minute. Obviously, my dad isn't stupid and knew exactly what was happening. As he tried to leave as fast as he possibly could, my dad then stands and starts talking to my friend about his nice Audi parked outside. Oh, I no. said my goodbyes and got the hell out of there. The next weekend, as my dad was about to go with his girlfriend, he told me, no randomers in the house this time, please. Bloody mortified. <laughs> neither of us mentioned it to the, uh, uh, neither of us has mentioned it to this day, seven years on. Stay fabulous. Bloody love the podcast. Hope this one gives you a giggle. <laughs> Uh, it gives me shame, big love. <laughs> oh, fucking hell. It's that old thing of like having sex in your parents' house, isn't it? It's so yeah. strange how like, oh, I did it. I had so much sex in my parents' house when I was in my 20s. Didn't give a shit. No, I wouldn't be able to do it now, though. No, no. what is no that? Way. I it's guess because so... you don't have an option. It's just like, well, that's just what you do. Yeah, but even if we like had to move back and, you know, oh, stay no, with my parents I'd or be celibate. I wouldn't. I just couldn't do it now. I feel so disrespectful, but you just don't have it's not that, even that It's just the fear. It's the fear of them hearing. And yeah. I wouldn't ever really be able to enjoy it because I'd be terrified. I can remember getting totally banged to hardcore and my mum being banged. like, Victoria, it's dinner time. And we're like, quick, quick, make me come, make me come. It's like, oh my God. <laughs> like, can you imagine the filth that went on in my bedroom? <laughs> and the fact that she didn't hear it, mate. No, I don't. I don't think she ever heard it. And I had a bedroom at that time that was like (laughs) on the main landing of the upstairs because I used to be in the attic and you could get away with bloody. Oh, yeah, no one's going to hear anything up there. I was smoking silk cut out the window every fucking day, mate. (laughs) Tummy boosters. They never knew anything. Bit of bloody, get a bit of that impulse on the go. (laughs) I had no idea what was going on. But yeah, then when I was in the little room on the like main landing of the house, it's like, the cheek of it, the absolute cheek of it, the absolute gall. Oh, I know, but the fact that he had his back plug in as oh well. Oh god, Jesus that's what Christ. I was doing. And we all know what Edith's personality is like. 
Oh, I'm mate, screwed. You're fucked. What would your rules be, like with your kids and having sex in the house? I do you uh, have any rules? Do you have house rules? <clears throat> well, like take your plate out to the kitchen. Yeah, that's that pretty much it. Ours is like, do not eat any food on my velvet sofa or I'll throw, throw punch you. <laughs> I will throw punch you. <laughs> um, I think like for me, I, I think it's really important that I'm like as open as possible about it as much as it will kill me because they're my babies and I know that I'll find that difficult. I really do remember and I've not lost the realization of the fact that kids are fucking horny and they will they will literally have sex with food if they if they can. So <laughs> if there's if there's a goal if there's a girl with a hole they're definitely going to want to put it in. Um and I think it, for me it will always be about you need to be respectful mm. not just to the person that you're bringing home but you need to be respectful of everyone else in this house. Yeah. And I don't I don't want them fucking in the field. I don't want them also growing up with this massive like shame or stigma around sex. I want yeah. them to have a healthy relationship with sex. So like I want to kind of try and support that while also probably needing therapy for it. <laughs> so that's fine. And walking in and leaving cups of teas, hobnobs and condoms. Yeah, I'd never do that. I mean, we had a similar incident with, with Steve's dad and yeah, a, I remember a, a that. tube of, tube of um, yeah. Pringles. But... Right. <laughs> <laughs> so funny. Um, yeah, I, I don't know. I just think that you've got to be, you've got to be prepared for the fact that they're going to want to fuck things. Yeah, true. Girl, boy, whatever. Banana skin, like <laughs> banana skin. <laughs> so. That'd be so floppy. <laughs> I don't know if you get it just right. Yeah, I would that be quite good. <laughs> I mean, I don't have a penis to know, but I don't know. Oh, someone's tried that tonight, Laura. Yeah, that, that's put a the new idea, idea in their head. <laughs> <laughs> and what are your house rules? Um, yeah, we do have like you know we're respectful of each other's privacy and bodies. That's yeah. probably that will be yeah. it, isn't it? Yeah, that's kind of it, really. Including whoever you bring home, be respectful of them. Yeah, and like um, my kids, their needs. do they're allowed to like go they, if they say they need some alone time? I yeah, that's absolutely. Fine, you know? Yeah, and Oliver does that quite often. He'll take himself upstairs and close his door and play on his own. Yeah, not seeing that. And that's okay. That's healthy. So I, I kind of say it's not a problem. It's not a problem. We will, we will support your needs. Yeah, and saying I need some me time. That's what I say. I need me time. I'm yeah. like, yeah, okay, yeah, yeah me so too. Fucking mummy. So do I. You fucking bastards. But do I get any? <laughs> do no. I fuck? <laughs> <laughs> well it's been a pleasure Vic And you know what's really exciting Let's end this on the fact that in two oh, yeah. days time we get to see each other Yeah Laura's coming I'm to coming my... to London Coming to my fucking house mate Yeah Oh um, For a sexy rendezvous No uh-huh. it's not If, um, if anyone um, Has any suggestions Of what me and Laura should get up to Whilst we're together No sex No sex Obviously But, but I mean we You know We've had our tits out together and, and we've been in close proximity while Vic's tampon string dangled over my thigh. So <laughs> the, 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 um, the bar of so what true. is acceptable is pretty shape. low for us. So, <laughs> yeah. But we'd like to do something, I know, together. So well, we will. It's got to be a video. Uh, still images are dead. Absolutely. Aren't they? Oh, trust me. I've got some videos. <laughs> Don't let me get my tits out again. Why not? Oh, mate, I'm out then. <laughs> <laughs> I want to touch 
watch your boobies. I quite like to see one of those like plank challenges. They look funny. I reckon we. I want the one where they go over. Yeah, obviously we've got to do that. How fucking rude is that? You're about 10 inches taller than me. No, you're saying that I'm heavier than you. You can't. <laughs> yes, you are. That's why I'm I saying will, uh, that's why I'm you saying will be the one on the bottom. I'm weak. I will be Don't crushed give me that bullshit. in an instant. Oh, this is I'm, I'm no, already so excited. Those. So I'm there so were some excited. really good ones of those that I've seen. We do, yeah. We've got to do we'll pull it. them but, together. Um, we'll pull them yeah, together. pop any suggestions into my DMs. Yeah, on, um, on Instagram. Uh, and if you want to email us a story, an agony aunt, anything like that, you can email us at nohosbarpodcast at gmail.com. Or oh, what else can we do, Laura? They can go on over to our Instagram page and they can find us at nohosbarpodcast and sign on into our DMs. Um, and as we mentioned, you can still buy lube and you can get the Lilo Sonna at online sex store at www.noholesbarpodcast.com. Um, and we shall see you all next week. See you next Tuesday. See you next Tuesday, darlings. Darlings. Bye. 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 Hi, my name is Kay Adams, and to be honest, I'm not so good with the ageing process, so I enlisted my old chum, the filter-free Cara McKenzie, to advise. Could you imagine being a porn star? The room would need to be really hot for me to strip (laughs) off. To be honest, she's not much help, but she is rather amusing. And along with some great guests, Joe Brand, Andy Oliver, Anton Dubeck, Ruth Langsford and Craig Revel Horwood, darling, we are learning how to be 60. Listen wherever you get your podcasts.